Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need. Just visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On Razorbacks sent you. I am very happy about today's podcast because I have a great interview lined up for you. Former Razorback great, Tony Bua. And this was something that I have been looking forward to for quite some time. He joined the show on Out of Bounds today. It was phenomenal. He was a great interview, very passionate. And it's amazing because a lot of times you you forget about some of the great things that he did and some of the great teams he was on. And he was a guy that really brought it every single time. And now he seems to be the guy that's doing very successful. Uh, and even though he's out of football, still finding a way to make it all work. So without further ado, let's go to the phone lines and welcome in former Razorback defensive great Tony Bua. Tony, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me on. Well, it's always great to hear from you. And I kind of just want to start with a question I know a lot of Razorback fans have. What have, what have you been doing since you've stopped playing at Arkansas? What's been on, going on in the life of Tony Bua? That one coming, buddy. I appreciate the heads up. <laughs> no, I uh, I've been I got married, got a couple kids, you know, doing the family thing. I started a business in uh, the, the Dallas Fort Worth area, uh, a roofing company. Um, that was been going very well. Been very blessed and fortunate the last ten years of my life. And currently, believe it or not, I actually come back up here to Northwest Arkansas. Partnered with a friend of mine named Carrie with Foster's Exterior Solutions. And we've just been uh, we've been putting on roofs here uh, through the insurance company with the good folks of Northwest Arkansas. It's been a blast. Tony, how did you make your way to Arkansas, being a Louisiana resident? And you have a great story from your senior year, and I've heard the story before. But for those who haven't heard the story, as far as you returning punts your senior year, if you could reiterate that. Uh, well, the Reader's Digest version. We went on. We uh, we did this all pod last. Two weeks ago with Bo Manningly, and uh, the long story short is my senior year I ended up moving, and uh, I went to John Curtis High School. And uh, when I got there, they had a couple, they had a kid or two in front of me, so I didn't really get to start until about the fourth or fifth game of the year. And and the reason why I was able to start was because I was doing pretty well on special teams. So you know, I returned a couple of kicks and and did some good things, and and they finally put me in the game a couple times. And I started making some plays and. Uh, that's kind of how that happened. So I got a little bit of tape, and Clifton Ely came to visit uh, the school because the school was a powerhouse and started asking questions about me because I wasn't on anybody's radar because I had to move from a real small town to get some looks. And so, long story short, Clifton ended up going to bat for me, and it allowed me to uh, to get a scholarship. Houston, Houston caved in and gave me a shot. <laughs> Well, looking back on your Arkansas career, I know that uh, you played a, a couple of different positions, especially on defense, but what would you say would be one of the, the things that really stood out to, the most to you in your playing career at Arkansas? What were some of the, the best moments and the most memorable moments you had uh, as a player looking back on it? Oh, man, some of the best moments when we beat South Carolina. I think they were ranked number three in the country when we played them at War Memorial. Um, it was the first time in my life that we had come out of a timeout and we had him pinned back in our end zone and 
the crowd got so loud. You ever hear that? You know, it gets deafening. Where you, it was so loud, and then all of a sudden you just couldn't hear anything. You could just feel it on your insides. And I remember thinking to myself, "This is why I came to Arkansas to play big time football." That one, uh, beating beating Texas at the university at the at the University of Texas, our senior year, um, and being able to walk up to Mac Brown and tell, ask him if he remembered me because he was the one that said I wasn't good enough to play, you know, at a big time college. Um, and then, I mean, just, just all the teammates and the camaraderie and the, the lifelong uh, friendships that you, that you, you know, you're able to cultivate and keep. And, um, I mean, you know, just like anybody else, I guess those would be, you know, the, the best days that, that I can remember. Tony, what about some of your personal best plays? We know about some of the big hits, some of the interceptions you had. Does anything stand out as far as a personal best or maybe not only one, but if you have a few? No, man, I don't really. I don't know. Maybe I'm different. I don't. I don't really think about the, the great plays. I mean, there were. I don't know. There, there were a lot of good plays. There were a lot of times you just did your job, and people may have called it a good play. Uh, um, they really, they really don't stand out like that. I mean, I just, I remember games and certain situations, like I was telling you about South Carolina or. For me, I mean, I guess I'm backwards. I don't ever really remember a lot of the great things or the good things that happened, but I always remember just some of the bad stuff and try to learn from it. Like, I don't want to, you know, we could go into that when we went to the SEC championship game and before the defense ever got on the field, it was like 14 nothing, And uh, a couple of the bowl games we got to play in that didn't go our way. And for some reason, those things stick with me more than any, like, individual plays or uh, individ- any individual achievements. Um, so to answer your question, man, I, I really can't answer your question. I apologize. We'll continue our discussion with Tony Bua, former Razorback great here in just a second. But first, folks, i got to tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number on makes and models of all different types of vehicles, sometimes it's really hard to find exactly what you need by going to any traditional chain storefront. So you end up going there, you keep asking questions, they say, well, this part may work, this part may work, we don't have this part, whatever it is, it gets really frustrating. But luckily for you, rockauto.com makes it so easy. It's a family-owned business, they serve auto park customers online for 20 years, and if you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto body and parts, you can get them from hundreds of different manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models to brake parts to tail lamps, and they also have a great catalog that's unique and remarkable easily and easily to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. It's the way to go, folks. You want the best prices. You want the professionals to help you out. And especially for all you do-it-yourselfers, this is what you need to do. So go to rockauto.com, see all the parts that they have available for your car, truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that I sent you from the Locked On Razorback podcast. They have an amazing selection, extremely low prices, and all the parts for every car that you will ever need, rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. It's fine, because, I mean, we have highlights. You can go on YouTube and see a bunch of highlights of you, Tony. And, you know, one of the, we were talking about a lot of the moments that we remember, and one that stood out to me is I was a kid and I was at uh, Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville, and you were talking about some of the negative plays. I remember that game against Florida, uh, where uh, it was a great comeback that was staged by Arkansas, where y'all were down 33 to seven, 
and all the momentum was going that way, and they called a penalty on you uh, for roughing the passer on Chris Leak. I felt like that was still uh, a, a BS call, personally. I'm not a football guy. I thought it was the wrong call. But you looking back on that play and how it all went down, how did you feel about not only that game but that play in particular, and do you feel like it was a fair call? No, I don't. It wasn't a fair call at all. I mean, you can go back and watch the tape. Um, I, I really think what happened, there were some things that happened the previous game, and I think that game they were not to make it an individual sport, because it's not, but they were kind of out to get me. Uh, the previous game I had run into the into Auburn's block, into the coaching, the referee's locker room, and I had given them a piece of my mind because I felt like the rest had taken the game from us. So going into that game, I was already on their radar, and then, you know, I had gotten an interception that they didn't want to give to me, and then they had to give it to me after they reviewed it. And I, I think two things happened on that play. Number one, I think I was on their radar. But number two, I hit Chris Leak so hard that I really believe they just thought they had to call a penalty. <laughs> I mean, I hit that man. I hit that man with, you know, a forty-yard sprint, and I leaped into his chest. And I, I really didn't think. I really think they felt like they had to call a penalty. You know, I hit him in his shoulder first, and then I hit him in his head, and he fell on the ground and hopped back up. And I, I think that's what really made me more upset than anything that he just jumped back up and then they got the penalty but it was uh it was very frustrating because you know even to this day that's what a lot of people like to talk about but it is what it is when they talk about that i just like to talk about roots working up here in northwest arkansas and taking care of folks and getting them getting them roots to their insurance company it's, it's been a blast we're talking to tony bull on the west end cigars hotline now going into the nfl draft tony we knew that you were a versatile player. So what were the conversations like going into that draft as far as what position you would play? Well, I always wanted to be a safety. Looking back on it, I was better at linebacker. But uh, Rick Spielman believed in me, so he drafted me in the fifth round as a safety, as a linebacker. And so that first year was pretty frustrating and rough. But, you know, looking back on it, I had a lot of good opportunities to end up being a starter. But for whatever reason, you know, it wasn't in my – it wasn't in the plans for me. God had a different plan for me. Uh, Junior Seau got hurt. He pulled his pack. He was out pretty much the whole year. And unfortunately, for the first time in my life, I couldn't stay on the football field. I kept pulling hamstrings and quads, and I just kept getting injured. And, um, you know, the timing wasn't there, and, and I was just a different plan. So after that happened, you know, I only got to play in seven games. After I played in those seven games my rookie year, I was eligible for the practice squad. So if I would have played eight games, I probably would have had a different career. But the fact that I was eligible for the practice squad, teams would just pick me up and put me on their practice squad because I was an in-case guy. And, uh, and uh, unfortunately, just unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, it didn't work out for me. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, I, I learned a lot of good lessons through that, and I was able to find something that I'm really good at, something that I enjoy. I enjoy the day-to-day operations of running a – a roofing company, uh, partnered up here with Foster's Exterior Solutions. And I don't know, man, I just, you know, at some point everybody's got to move on, and I was just fortunate enough to be able to do it within the first, you know, five or six years after after my playing day. Well, something that I think that everyone knew about you too, Tony, is just you were very vocal. You you were a leader on that defense, especially at Arkansas, and a, and a defense where it seems like that may have been the last time Arkansas had a, a really stout defense very consistently is the one you were on. And I'm sure that a lot of those qualities and things that you learned from football and as far as being a leader and all that has probably translated pretty well 
into what you do today. Is that correct? Well, I'd like to believe so. I mean, I, I believe my uh, management style, uh, my leadership style is, uh, you know, I put it out there. So I'm not too good for anything. So I think a lot of my guys, there's a lot of people that work with me or work with us, especially up here in Northwest Arkansas, they've got to see the how hard it really is to make something successful. Everybody likes to think just because you have a name that things are going to be given to you. And there's nothing that is ever given to you, ever. You've got to work for it and earn it. I think when these guys see, you know, me being turned down on certain things or when uh, when things don't go my way and they see the attitude that I have and the attitude that it takes to persevere and keep going, I really believe that it's been able to rub off a little bit. And, you know, coming up here, we've, we've actually had some pretty good success. Now, I'm the type of guy that always wants more, but, you know, I can't really complain with the way that the people of Northwest Arkansas have treated us and how they've been uh, – how they've been towards us and allowing us to do work with them. You know, like I said, I partnered with Foster's Exterior Solutions, and they've been in business up here since 2009. So we never ask any homeowners for any money up front. Um, all the risk is on us. So honestly, when you run our playbook or when you run my system, uh, the way we implement things, it really is it really is really easy for the customer. And so it's really not that hard once we're allowed to have the opportunity to speak to somebody. We'll continue our discussion with Tony Bua, Razorback Defensive. Great here in just a second, but first this. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, Tony, I I have to ask you this too because I know that uh, a lot of Razorback fans have been going through a lot over the past three seasons in football. It's not been very fun. But the, the future is at least having some optimism for some Razorback fans. So uh, just you being a former Razorback and a football guy, what do you make of the current situation Arkansas football finds themselves in? What do you think about the future? Well, I mean, first and foremost, as a fan, you know, you want you want to at least have some hope. You know, you want to have some hope going into a game that thinks the ball may bounce your way and believe in the whole any given Sunday slash Saturday uh, motto. And I just feel like over the last, you know, couple of years, unfortunately, for whatever reason, we couldn't get a couldn't get a head a head man in charge in here that could make the kids believe. Or there were a lot of games that were given away, and I just I think you know it starts it starts in the trenches. And being able to hire a coach like Sam Pittman, I mean, I feel like you're on the right track because you got an offensive offensive line coach who's moving to be a head coach, so he understands how important it is. And that the games are won up front. All the flashy stuff happens in the back end. Um, and then him being able to recruit, you know, I see him trying to get some guys from junior college to come in and help right away. And I see, uh, I see a little bit of more speed coming. And I, and so I mean, it's going to be a process. I feel like, you know, I feel like four wins this year would be a great, a great year, a great start. But I mean, hope. I mean, we all hope for more. But uh, you know, you mentioned earlier about being vocal. I was fortunate to play with guys that refused to lose. I mean, Ken Hamlet, Carlos Hall, Jermaine Petty, uh, Maude Carroll, Lawrence Richardson, Cedric, Fred, Fred Talley, Matt Jones. I mean, these guys were, were guys that did whatever it would take to win. And uh, I just kind of feel like maybe over the last few years, uh, bringing in coaches from the outside or coaches that aren't, born and bred Razorback or coaches, you know, all these outside people, it takes a different person to be able to coach 
uh, Arkansas Razorback football team to, to be successful. I mean, you got to live it, breathe it. You got to understand the culture. You got to have that blue collar mentality. You got to have that never say die and and win it, win at all costs, no matter what it takes. And I really feel like starting to turn the corner uh, as far as who we're hiring and the people that we're bringing in. Because there for a while, it just seemed like we were bringing in a bunch of outside professionals to, to run something they didn't really understand. And they didn't really understand how to recruit in the state of Arkansas or how to recruit uh, to get kids to Arkansas. I think that's been one of the biggest problems. All right, Tony, before we let you get out of here, man, i got to ask you this question because when we have people on that play during your era – uh, of Razorback football, I always find it fascinating to ask him if they have any great stories about Matt Jones because Matt Jones was had a show on this station for a long time, and he's a friend of ours. And it was always interesting to see uh, how he handled himself in practices and games. And I know you were on defense, he was offense, but do you have any great Matt Jones stories or anything that really stood out to you as far as playing alongside him on those teams? I remember when Matt Jones first started playing and uh... – first couple games he just had this attitude like he didn't really care if we won or lost and the second game that he ever played uh for some reason I wasn't in on defense for a second and he wasn't playing that good and I went over to him I'm like dude what are you doing like run the ball when you can run it do what you do don't even worry about these coaches and I remember he just looked up at me and he winked and he goes it don't even matter I got it I was like (laughs) What are they talking about? Like, it don't matter. I got it. And he went back out there and he put on a show. And uh, that guy was special. And, you know, he he is one of the other ones that I feel like really got invited in the NFL, didn't really get a fair shake, uh, had some things that didn't go his way, wasn't, wasn't afforded the opportunity, second opportunities like a lot of people. And I really feel like they put him in a situation, like not the best situation, appreciate you guys having me on here and uh, give me a call anytime if you want to talk to Razorback especially if you don't want to talk about me I'm all for it sounds good we appreciate it Tony man have a great one all right all right you guys do the same well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 